Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. I'm Mark Whitman. And... Man, we're going to do something we hadn't done in a long time. We didn't really know what we were going to talk about today. I said, man, let's watch some old wrestling. Mark said. That's, that's he, not really my bag, baby. <laughs> Mark said, Heath, I want to show you a match you've seen but we've never talked about, and that is the War Games match from WCW Fall Brawl 1994 on Peacock. Something. This is what you wanted to watch. I told you. That Sting Squadron versus the Dangerous Alliance was a much better match. And well, let's like, watch. And you were like, "No, no, no, Mark, I want to watch. I want to watch Dusty Rhodes." All right, which one is Sting Squadron? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. Like, let's watch this. We one. got time. We can do. Yeah, we can do them both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna be okay here. Actually, we wanted to watch the original, and it's not on Peacock. So yeah, and I don't have a DVD player. And uh, I'm not a. Uh, I'm not loving this WWE on Peacock thing yet. I got a, if I, I got a promo code. I got four months for ten dollars, so I signed up to try it. They got to they got to fix this, man. I'm used to being able to watch. What they give it to me. I had all this wrestling at my fingertips. I don't care about new wrestling. Right. I don't watch new wrestling. You know, I watch old wrestling. Right. It's hard to get to the old wrestling now. Um. Anyway, we're at season two, episode one. Yes. WCW Fall Brawl '94. It was a whole lot easier. Now, you know, the WWE Network, the layout was uh, it had the the year, and here was the pay per views in order. Now you got to just figure out what you want to watch and go look at the different seasons. Right. WCW Fall Brawl. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing five-minute reviews on Patreon. I can give you about a three-second review of Peacock, of Peacock, the WWE on Peacock. It sucks. I uh, subscribed to Peacock for The Office. I'm about to start season nine. Season three, the it has extended episodes. That was pretty good. Yeah. But Peacock, the like every time I sign in, it takes me on my phone. It takes me to this weird page, and I have to search for The Office. And I'm like, take me to a place that says, yeah. hey, you were just watching this. Exactly. Can I not make a list of right. what I'm watching? You have to go through this. You have to jump through all these hoops to find what you're looking for on Peacock. It sucks. Man. But apparently, uh, the office in WWE is basically what people are watching on Peacock. Nothing else. Well, I got to tell you, I did find the Munsters on there the other night. Oh. I've been watching the Munsters. So, uh and they have Hunter. Remember Hunter? The, really? The, the I show. never watched that show. Oh, my dad loved it. We watched it growing up. So, mm. yeah, I watched an episode of it the other night. People, this kid at work, he asks me all the time, "Hey, have you watched any good shows lately?" And I'll say something like, "Well, the Monsters are on Peacock." Yeah. I've been watching that, and he's like, "No, no, I'm talking about whatever, you know, Frosty McButter Pants show that they that they're watching now." I don't know what people are watching. And, Frosty uh, McButterpants. I don't know. I just made this some stupid name up for some stupid show. What would, rea- what's Frosty McButterpants about? I couldn't tell you. Come on. I want I you mean, to tell me. Come on. Well, I think you would probably have to censor this uh, <laughs> oh, podcast goodness. if I told you what Frosty McButterpants. You know, 
So he'll say, oh, you haven't been watching this. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I don't know what channel that comes on. I got no interest in watching it. Right. I ain't got time in my life for no more shows. Right. I don't have time to be watching. I wanna, when I want to watch something, I want to know it's good. And I know the Munsters is good. Yes. Did you Have we talked about Kong versus Godzilla yet? Uh-huh. No, I don't know if we have. Actually, we'll have to do that. I did enjoy that. I loved the new Mortal Kombat. Haven't watched that yet. Oh man, it was it was really good, really good. I mean, the acting was what it was. Uh, but I'm begging you, Mortal Kombat producers, if there's any of you that listen, please don't. Please, please, do not cast the Miz as Johnny Cage. Please don't ruin this film by putting that dipstick in your movie. Please, <laughs> for the love of all things holy, please do not put the Miz in the next Mortal Kombat movie. Leave him as the Marine. He can have the Marine. Yeah. Okay. He can have it, even though, you know, we both know he ain't going to make it as no Marine. Right. But please don't ruin Mortal Kombat by putting the Miz in that dang movie. So there was like a fan push to get him? There's a Miz push. Oh. <laughs> He's begging for it. You know how those things can snowball. Oh. He's become one of the front runners. He and Ryan Reynolds are the two. I mean, obviously, if Ryan Reynolds wants to do it, yeah. I have a feeling that they're <laughs> going to choose him. Right. You know, But if he doesn't and they can't come up with the money. Anyway, the movie's great. The fight scenes spectacular they're bloody yeah and they're violent yeah and i mean there's fatalities there's uh, it's it's an awesome i loved it man i loved it like it was the, now the acting and stuff is what it is the story is what it right. is but the fights in the movie incredible what was supposed to be good was good yeah i wasn't watching mortal kombat expecting um Expecting Marlon Brando bunch of to come out. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't expecting anybody to come out. I'd have been okay with that. I just wasn't expecting a bunch of good actors. To yeah. Be in it, you know? All right. Well, speaking of good acting, we're at a 2.02.25 of this fall brawl. And I think we're just going to. 45 minutes left, so who knows what we're going to be seeing here. Yeah. I think there's promos, and we're just going to kind of walk you through it. And uh, you might hear that some of that in the background. It starts out Hogan and Jimmy Hart are. Oh, and this was just. This uh, was that time. I want to cut. The, oh. Where, um, you know, WCW, NWA, Crockett Promotions, whatever, had for so long right. been synonymous with these great matches. Yeah. And and these great storylines and these great, and then slowly but surely it became left over, you know, WWE Hulk, the Hulk Hogan show. Yeah. You know, and it just you hated to see it happen. And I remember it happening at the time and just going, Man, what happened here? I mean Yeah. Six months ago I was watching Stone or not stop watching Stunning Steve Austin. Right. And Ricky Steamboat tear it up for the U.S. title. Yeah. And, and now I'm watching uh, Jim Duggan squash Steve Austin in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know. There's Tony Schiavone, who, man, who would have thought he uh, back in wrestling and more popular than ever. Yeah, man. 
and seems to be having the time of his life. Oh, of course. Nick, Nick Bockwinkle. Bock Sir, Sir Robert of Eaton. <laughs> Such a good uh, figurehead like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? He really was well-spoken. I guess we better keep talking because it's kind of turned down. They may not hear it on. Yeah. So, this is Nick Bockwinkle talking. Tremendous – Tremendous promo, and he, Mr. Hogan, you know, he's mm-hmm. using, he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. He was a good authority figure, you know, because he could come out and say what needed to be said in a way that people could understand it. Now they're making the match at Halloween Havoc. Hulk Hogan. The World Championship <laughs> Wrestling Title. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's put let's put a thousand stipulations. Yeah. This is what was called Hogan having creative control. Yep, that was uh Hey brother, I think I wanna wanna put my career on the line. <laughs> <laughs> WCW is in the wrestling business. What was that? Making little weird noises over there. What are you talking about? You did. You did this little kind of thing. Did I? I think you did, yeah. It's kind of weird. We're going to have. What are you what smoking? Is <laughs> what are you smoking? Hold of color. We're just watching it. We're not. Why are they? It. Yeah. Why are they putting it in a steel cage? Anyway, how do I fast forward on this? I don't know. Let's see. All right, we're gonna fast forward a little bit here. All right. Well, it's done now. Nick Bockwinkle telling us about the destruction of Ric Flair's career at the hands yeah. of the immortal Hulk Hogan, and and ultimately the destruction of WCW at the hands of Hulk Hogan, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Hart, and Eric Bischoff. So here we go. Now we're getting to the we're getting to the good stuff. Well, so they're going to introduce the War Games match, and then we're going to see all the recaps. So that should be good. So have you seen the? Um, I I don't know if it was on Joe Rogan's show, but Bruce Buffer talks about meeting Michael Buffer that he they didn't know they were brothers. Huh? Yes, did not know they were brothers, and uh, that uh, their dad had, you know, left the mom or whatever. And then he's meeting with his dad. He's like, yeah, I think you have a brother. His name's Michael. And, like, they met and, like, hit it off. And it was it's really cool. It's a really cool story. Whatever happened to Michael Buffer? You don't hear him. He doesn't do anything anymore, does he? No, because he was – he just does boxing, I think. Yeah. They kind of split the territories. Bruce does the MMA. Michael yeah. does the boxing. 
But they paid Michael Buffer a lot of money. For yeah, it was w, like for these WCW it was shows. I can remember it was at least a hundred thousand, yeah, maybe like more per show. He got yeah. paid a lot of money to come do that. Yeah, but it gives it a big time feel, man. Yeah, and everybody, every announcer or whatever, everywhere. What do you call them, Barkers? Um, they all try to mimic something. They all yeah. try to come up with their little thing, and all because of him. Man. Yeah. I guess it's because of him. Hell, there might have been somebody before yeah. him that was doing that. But in my time, I don't remember that. Yeah, old uh, the guy who did the Greensboro stuff. Here we go. Here's a promo, Colonel Robert Parker. My blood pressure is perfect. My heart's in perfect <laughs> Old Foghorn. It's the governor of South Carolina up there, <laughs> surrounded by bunk. Now, who is that behind me? Terry Funk, man. Okay, I can't. Sorry. Terry Funk's an egg-sucking dog. <laughs> Jimmy Golden. Yeah. A.K.A. Bunkhouse Buck. Terry Funk is probably our age. Right here. Yeah. Probably. That'd probably be about right. Huh. Colonel Parker is going to be the fourth man and not Ming, yeah. a.k.a. Haku, a.k.a. the undisputable toughest man in wrestling. Arn Anderson with the look at the camera. Arn was so good at the, yeah. the facial expressions. You can kind of tell that Arn's been hanging around Larry Zabisco. Yeah. Oh, Bing. Arn doesn't even, Arn's got on like <laughs> dress shoes and white socks. <laughs> Hadn't even put on his boots yet. <laughs> Oh, here we go. We're going to see the I want to be your partner promo. Which, which before this came on, I told you. Yeah, you were About right. the pro. Listen, there was never any doubt that I was right. <laughs> I was explaining to you that this was all the, that started the build. You were like, no, 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 Mark. They had a tag team. We were match. both right. No, I was right. Here we go. So, Arn Anderson. Anderson <laughs> he comes in. He gets pumped up. Look at this. Hits the DDT. Oh, <laughs> DDT. The day an Anderson helps the roads. <laughs> right. That's why people don't understand the whole um, – Dusty, I mean, Arn Anderson, you know he's going to turn on Cody Rhodes eventually. Oh, yeah. It has to. It has to happen. I got in the whole world. Put your name on the dotted line. <laughs> on the dotted line. Who would have thought that when we were watching this, hey, when we're 46, Dustin Rhodes is still going to be wrestling. 
True. With a company his brother pretty much helps own. Yeah. No, we'd be like, Dustin Rhodes had a brother? Dusty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have thought that, I don't think. I'm telling you, I wish he'd pull that shirt back out. I want me. I'd buy that shirt. A natural Dustin Rhodes figure. Yeah. From that era. I hope AEW does one. All I need from you is a hug and a kiss to seal the deal, baby. <laughs> Dusty man. Golly. God, this is like <clears throat> one of his greatest promos, man. Yeah. That was one of his greatest promos. Yeah. This is real. He yeah. was telling the Look truth. Look at Terry. Uh, Terry, they're <laughs> showing the highlights of the tag team match that happened. Arn Anderson dresses kind of like you dress now. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> then, all right, I love it. Dusty turns around here. And he's like, look. <laughs> and he goes out and gets and they the, did the old, the big Bubba Rogers. Spot. Yeah. That's where this originated at. And that worked out perfect. Cause big Bubba's hat stayed on. Yeah. Dusty's like, all right, did Crockett get this chair right? And there, there's no, that's the only chair like that in the yeah, building. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> Doesn't mean his sunglasses. Yeah, they stay on, and then he proceeds to. And then this nerve hold right there. That is like. (laughs) Dusty's selling it like they. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Cinematic cinematic stuff was way ahead of its time. Call it what you will. Nasty veal. He got his button all the way up. Oh, yeah. That's how us real OGs do it. Yeah. <laughs> bad butts. <laughs> yeah, that's where you got that from. I want him to come in like a bad butt. <laughs> Wah. Well, that's what he said. The nasty boys. Boy, are both t- of them still alive? Yeah, they are. Like when you, when I think about like that stereotypical '80s wrestler, that yeah. They went in when they're making, uh, you watching a movie and right. they got an '80s wrestler, then they scream and shout. I think of the nasty. Yeah. Boys like that. Yeah. And that's before they were heavy, man. Like that's yeah. like, these guys, they were now they were reckless and dangerous and stiff. But when they were, when both of those guys were in pretty good shape, they were a pretty good uh, formidable tag team. And I think uh, uh, Sags may be related to Dusty Rhodes. Yes, if I I'm believe. Not mistaken, it's uh, maybe through marriage. Yeah, I think it's through marriage. Boy, does Dusty look out of place in that bar. <laughs> we got that 10-gallon hat, and he's yeah. 
Half the people in that bar weren't wearing a shirt. No masks. <laughs> is that old Klondike Bill in the background? I think it is, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. That, a great, that guy's got a heck of a job. There's Nick Patrick. Yeah. Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan. I love Bobby Heenan. I was watching something the other day, and Bobby Heenan was on it, and uh, they had already brought in Jim Ross. and Yeah. And and Heenan was kind of the third, and you could just tell he was doing commentary. Yeah. But, dude, he you could tell he was phoning it in. Yeah. I mean, it was just he didn't – he was not into he he just wasn't on that night. Yeah. But Ross was kind of like taking over, and that mm-hmm. was the thing he would you know that was the thing about Heenan. He would kind of get on a roll, and every yeah. time he'd get to talking, Jim Ross would interrupt him, and right? Start calling the action in the ring, and it was shortly after that he left and went to WCW. Going over the rules, surrender of submission, the only way to win. This is, I mean, now they do those, ma- the the War Games matches in NXT, and, man, they pale in comparison. They're like three on three. Yeah, and it's one cage and no, no roof. <laughs> Golly. Arn Anderson. Buckstore, uh, Tennessee. That's, <laughs> that's where I want to be from. Yeah. How many of those satin jackets do you think Aaron Anderson had? Oh, man. I'm glad to see those things making a comeback. Oh, yeah. That's just one that said. The Enforcer. Buckhouse Buck got that duster on. Yeah. He looked like when we met him at WrestleCade, that's exactly what – they looked exactly, exactly like they do yeah. right there. Yeah, man. It's that Robert Parker had on like a big pair of white New Balance tennis shoes. But he's an older gentleman. I, right. I he was going to be on his feet. be on his feet all day. <laughs> and now you got – Dusty's got – Dusty does – this is what I love about Dusty Rhodes. When he would team with the Road Warriors, he'd paint his face. <laughs> uh-huh. He's teaming with the Nasty Boys. He's got on a Nasty Boys shirt. Right. Because Dusty was nothing if not somebody who would leech onto a hot ass yeah. at the time. Yeah, that's right. You know. Golly, fans just don't. The fans were grabbing at uh Yeah. Brian, is that Brian Knobs, blonde one? I yeah, get him. Yeah, would grabbed his wrist like a fan today wouldn't think of doing that. Like, oh God, no. But you know, that's why back then. Uh, and Arn Anderson always number one in the. Um, this is this would. Uh, be an era when they wouldn't brag because 800,000 people watched their show. Right. <laughs> you know. Oh, but we got this demo, this one demo. That's the important Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> Wowzers. <laughs> what a, 
That's great camera work by Jackie Crockett there, giving us the Terry Runnels, the Terry Runnels point of view. Oh. So, how long? I wonder how long it would take them. How long is it going to take Aaron to be bleeding? cannot remember if they were bleeding in this era. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't remember if there's any, but I don't want to say there's not. But this is definitely the the corporate. But you would think they almost had to, I, you know. I know they do in the uh, Sting Squadron. Right. Dangerous Alliance. Big old reverse atomic drop. Big boot. You know, Dustin, man, is one of those guys that in this era, I don't think he appreciated how good he was. Right. He was kind of so, so in the shadow of Dusty. He really was a natural. And now he's got orange <laughs> heads stuck between the. <laughs> reverse MRI. <laughs> It's amazing that Dustin is in better shape. I mean, he's in tremendous shape right, right here. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's probably in better shape there than he is now, but he's in better shape now than he was like toward the end of that gold dust run. Right. Or at least the end of the first gold dust run. What a guy that had a great kind of third act, you know? Yeah. You like, you like to see that. Somebody that kind of gets their stuff together. and Look at that. And he's an athletic dude. Yeah, Dustin, I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. He's no David Flair. When was what's the story like? When was Dustin's first match? Was he just he did some stuff down when when Dusty went back to the Florida right. Championship Wrestling? He was there. Uh, he came into WWF and did some stuff. That's when Dusty was wearing that rooster hat. Yeah, um, and then and then obviously here because he did he debut at Survivor Series or something and something just like got that. blown up in like the first minute. Yeah, something like that. And at that time, he was talking with a lisp. Yeah. He was the American dream. You know, my daddy, he was, he was, oh. trying, he was trying to do the dusty right. run, which was a mistake. He shouldn't have been, he should have never done that. Right. And then, ironically, Cody actually got the lisp. Yeah. A little bit of the lisp, you know. It came naturally. Yeah. Tony Schiavone doing his explaining the history of the War Games match. I always wanted a pair of those cowboy wrestling. Boots. Oh yeah, I mean that was those are my favorite style of wrestling. And you, you know, at Fan Fest one year they were selling a pair, and Conrad bought them. Who would yeah, ever? Yeah. We didn't even know he was there because he was just well, a guy. He was just a guy then. He didn't, you know. 
But, yeah, then I can remember watching the first episode of the show they did on the WWE Network, and they were sitting on a shelf behind him. That guy, he just bought one of Wahoo's headdresses. Yeah. Or he's had it, and he just posted a picture of it. I don't know. Um, We were at camp a couple of years ago, and for one of their skits, a guy wore a headdress uh-huh. that was given to him. I want to I want to I think it was given to him it was one of Wahoos but was given to him by Chief J Eagle. Yeah. I think. Right. But it was one of the long ones that went all the way back down his back. Huh. And uh they were wearing it for skitters. But that thing it like that thing was nice. Yeah. I mean it was it was incredible. I wonder if he wants to sell that. I don't know. I would think if he was lending it out for church skits, it must. But not it was like I don't know that it was like he wasn't letting anybody near it. I don't know that, but he's oh, so he wore it. He wore it. Oh, that's okay, right. Okay, he well, wore it and. Uh, okay. And I'm sure if what was a. Um, uh, All right, we don't need to go a very there. Very respectful representation of our Native American brothers and sisters at the church camp. They were. It was. Uh, it was a skit about different. People coming together. Okay. All right. All right. I a, mean, it was a. It was a, a caricature. But it. But it wasn't a bad <laughs> caricature. <Are>, really. <laughs> Parker's got the advantage. I can't believe the bad guys got the advantage. Wait, I want to talk more about this. Okay. This I got it on tape somewhere. <laughs> I well, we hopefully it got destroyed. Any, did anybody at any point offer to uh, a, a peace pie? No, no. Nobody, nobody added no. um to the end of the words. No. So it was respectful. I think they were playing cards. Yeah. So it was like you had. The Native American playing cards, and then there was another guy. I don't remember who I was playing cards. And then Jesus comes in and busts up the cards. So, basically, you guys were telling. So, we had a Native American playing cards. With, um, I don't know who else. And we have a, an, an Irishman that no. was wearing a, dressed like a leprechaun, no. holding Wait a box of Lucky Charm. Wait a minute. I don't think so. I can say that. You know. That's what we're going to pick up. All of that? Yeah. Oh, man. He's basically downsizing. Sorry. We got a show today, and we're picking up a treasure trove of stuff. Oh, my God. That's an ECW. So, like... I don't want those magazines, but I may want, yes. We're getting all that? Yeah. And we can purchase this? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to walk out of here broke. And I gave my wife money this morning. Dustin Rhodes is now in a double Boston Crab. I don't know if a double Boston Crab hurts. I'm going two men are putting him in a Boston Crab. Oh, Oh, and he was – well, he can't tap out because the war games, the match beyond hasn't That's begun. That's right. It hadn't even started yet. 
So do you prefer five-man war games, four-man war games, or three-man war games? Here's what I prefer. Here's what I know. Yeah. There's nobody going to be in that building tonight watching this with as much money as me. So right. I know who's going home with all this stuff. Oh, it's already be like, yeah. They're doing bids on it, right? Where do I go? I, we'll talk about that later. Where do I later. place the bids hey, at? We, you, you, it's, <laughs> y'all don't have to worry about that. Jerry Sags has come in, and he is uh, clearing house. So Big pile driver. I'm not even interested in this anymore. Right. I, I've been looking for some old Greenville Memorial Auditorium posters. Was there so, some in there? Well, no, but my question is, when we get to this guy's house, is it okay if I ask him if he has any? That it'd be this is everything. Oh, He's giving he... us everything. He's giving us his entire collection. Really? Yes. Well, so and then it's going to be auctioned off. Have the bids already? Been- kayfabe, kayfabe, all okay, that. Okay. You never told me where you wanted to go get lunch at today because you told me where you wanted to go, and then you started saying, "I want to wait a minute. I want to." I got another idea. We, we were going to go to Black Smokehouse. Yes. And, um, but we're, the, the show we're going to be helping out today is an outdoor show. And I don't know that ribs plus sitting outside. Yeah, because when has anybody ever sat outside and ate barbecue? We could still, we could still <laughs> go. But what were you thinking? What restaurant were you thinking? I don't know. I was trying to think of some place in Seneca, but not a chain restaurant, obviously, or something, yeah. you know. Yeah. Something light, yeah. you know. That's right. Terry Funk's chomping at the beat. He's already got his boot he off. already got the boot off. Oh, and I like the way he's hooking his finger in it because he's just going to be slinging that boot to make sure yeah. he doesn't lose it. Oh, oh, look man. at that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's making sure he's not going to lose that boot. That is, to me, that's the wrestling I grew up with, where the commentary is like, look at him going at it. Not, well, there's a hurricane tata. Oh, yeah. Tope. Tope El Suicida number three. Boy, yeah. look at him. Look at him look go. Look at him. Look at him. Watch him. Watch him. Watch look him. at him. Watch. Boy, just hit Watch. him. Look at him. See, he's got it. He's like, come on and hit me with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so much better. Man, Excalibur sucks, man. And there's no blood. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I am not a fan of Excalibur on commentary. Just give me Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, man. Get rid of that douche. Who needs him, man? Dusty Rose is like... Jerry. Well, let me refer. I know who needs him. The 800,000 people that they brag about watching their show needs him. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Robert Parker. <laughs> now. Oh, he's next. No, I guess. Just stay with him, baby. Stay with him, baby. We still got a few more people to get in that ring, but when Robert Parker gets in the ring, everybody needs to be watching for the the moment when he won't get up off the mat. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to pop. Oh, gosh. That oh. just. 
<laughs> Terry Funk is down, down between the Terry Funk. Terry Funk's like, what was I doing? That would have been a blade spot right there. Oh, what has he got? He got something. Oh, and they're waiting on uh, Brian Nobbs to come back in. Yeah, there's no blood. In oh, and Nobbs reverses. So, if I'm not mistaken, last year, yeah, I think it was last year. I watched this whole program. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, I watched from the beginning, from Arn turning on Dustin. Yeah, to this match, I watched every every match and every angle. It was great. Who's booking at this time? Is Dusty booking? I think, I think Dusty was, man. I think that's what they brought him back for. But don't quote well, me. Well, I mean, that. it's clear the crowd's loving it. Yeah, don't quote me on that, but I think Dusty is. And, and it may, I think there's but probably more than Dusty. I think they were they were it's just when they were getting into those committee type things where you'd have a couple of different guys. It's clear in in some independent wrestling that some people grew up on Dusty. Because when push comes to su shove, the booker... Always they, goes to the, war game. Well, no, they not war games, but they... It's like, okay, there's an open spot. Let me insert myself. Oh, you think? Because <laughs> everybody that gets involved wants to be the center Golly. of the Golly. Terry Funk is just getting walloped with that boot. <laughs> and he just went <laughs> stiff. He did <laughs> Terry Funk's like, maybe if I bump, he won't yeah, hit me I'm again. Yeah, I'm going to fall down so he doesn't hit me again. That's a good shot right there. Just kind of showing what's going on. Bunkhouse Buck has lost his <laughs> suspenders. I like Bunkhouse Buck, man. Terry Funk has wrestled this whole match without with only one shoe. And I think he missed a couple of loops on that belt, too. <laughs> Terry's funk is the best, man. I can't even watch. <laughs> I asked Robert Parker one time, I said, how do you breathe and talk at the same time? And he said, it ain't easy. <laughs> I would love, I know um, Myron on the Tapped Out podcast, he grew up on Continental. And so, you know, Ron Fuller and all that, but that's a that's a that's a wrestling I want to go back and watch. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you can do that. I mean, <laughs> there's got to be video. I mean, spoiler alert of what's about to happen. There's got to be video of him leaving. Oh, I'm sure there is. I think there is, you know. And people forget that Parker could work, you know. Right, right. But he knows how to work like a manager now. Or he's hitting Dustin, but he hurt his hand, you know. And he can't be, like, too, too old right here. No, no. He probably, uh, now you, I mean, you can see it when he, you know, there's moments when he's, you know, um, Hulking up, I guess, would be the right word. Yeah. Showing a little fire. Arn just 
spine bustered one of the nasty boys. That's pretty impressive. And there's the belt. The belt is out being used. Yeah. And Dustin's like, please don't hit me with that belt again. Yeah. See, Good gosh. Those, uh, those working belt slaps. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Friday night at the Whitman house when I was a kid and my daddy was drinking. <laughs> By the way, that's just a joke. My daddy didn't get drunk and beat me like that. It's just a joke. Here comes Dusty Rhodes. Uh-oh. There we go. Ah, he's going to get a little payback. And the payback's always great because the baby yeah. face is, has actually been getting beat with a belt. Now he's kind of pissed off. Right. And that's what's missing from wrestling nowadays. Everybody's a good brother. Yeah. And they want to be friends and they want to talk about how right. much they love each other. I tell you what, man, I would rather have Brett and Shawn Michaels who hate each other and both yeah. are trying to be the top guy. Yeah. And guys who ain't afraid to turn a notch. Look at the people. The people are into it, man. Yeah. They're getting hyped up. What, what, what they are, know Dusty what, Rhodes. What do you think a wrestling crowd today would, or a wrestling promotion would love to have a crowd into it like that? Yeah. Here it comes. Because Dusty had, had worn his welcome out, but he'd been gone long enough now that seeing him come back was kind of cool. You know? I know I remember watching this at the time and yeah. marking out. But I love Dusty Rhodes. Oh, and yeah. And now I need a Dusty Rhodes and a Nasty Boy shirt and didn't even know it. Yeah. Golly. No, it says Nasty Dream. Oh, I've nice. Gotta, I've got to have a, a, a Nasty Dream Dusty Rhodes figure now. Uh-oh. Ming. And, and now it's... there we go. Now you're going to see Robert Parker not move a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, at what point does the deed happen? <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere around here. It's right toward the end of the match because he won't get up. Does he? All right, he because uh, he's putting him in the figure four right here. Yeah, and this is the finish. Yeah, I think he's already pooped his pants. But I didn't see. But it, it hasn't seeped through yet. Oh, I got you. Oh, that's I, it. I think that's it, yeah. Because that's, that's, that's when he stops moving. Yeah. <laughs> now he's not moving anymore. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> he crapped his pants. Oh, that's great. So uh, this is so all right. So the match is over. Yeah, Dusty Rhodes has got poop on his boot. <laughs> Does he? I mean, you know, it's it's there. Oh yeah, right. I mean, that's where you put your boot for the figure four. So there. So that now, So Ming is coming in. <laughs> he wants a fight. Oh, he headbutted the camera. <laughs> you can see it a little bit. Yeah, right you can here. see a little bit. So they're like, well, he doesn't want to get up no. and walk out. But what's going on? He's like, he's still selling. Yeah, which is just selling so great. 
And I'm, I'm sure he's whispering. He's saying, oh, I crapped in my pants. How bad is it, Terry? Look. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Can you see it? <laughs> Colonel Parker, you crapped on yourself. So now you got a thing Well, there's – like, what's being said in the production truck? All right, we got to watch a shot. Keep the camera off I of it. I think they don't know. I don't think anybody would know. Unless. Well, they know. They He can. The producer can see all the cameras. And if he knows. <laughs> that <Art laughs> Anderson just P.O.'s that they lost. Bunkhouse Bucks like, I can't. can't. <laughs> he's like, <"Listen." laughs> he's like, he's got the look of a man that crapped on his pants, and he knows he's got to get up and walk out. Right. What did he just say? Let's get somebody out here. I wonder if they're gonna try to put him on a stretcher <laughs> so people can't see. He's look how sweaty <laughs> they are. Oh God! <laughs> trying to, trying to get. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, he's <laughs> oh, my leg. I can't stand I up. I can't stand up. Here we go. Here's where the. <laughs> Here's how we think maybe. <laughs> I I think this next one is the one because this yeah. is across the belly. I think. See, he kind of said, he kind of pulled up. <laughs> if you notice, wait, go back, rewind it, rewind it. There's a moment after the first elbow before the second elbow is dropped, where you see him reach over and kind of grab his stomach. Hold <laughs> oh, no. on. Dang it. Oh, you can see it. You can see the exact moment if you read his body language where he goes, uh, <laughs> like he's trying to stop it. Right. Sorry, I couldn't. That's a. I mean, it just. Now it's done. He's defeated. He's like, oh, I've have, I have crapped my pants in front of all these people. <laughs> And who among us hasn't experienced at least once in their life? Oh, man. Dusty Rhodes, three minutes of work. He got the win. (laughs) It's good to be the booker. Yeah. And they have snuck him out. Yeah. And uh, look at this. All, the entire crowd has come down to the barricade. Uh-huh. That doesn't happen anymore. Everybody goes to the exits. Yeah. Wait. Oh, I guess yeah. that is the end. Yeah. <coughs> the mass man got involved. Don't know who that was. That was a, I think that was a, I can't remember. Seems like this, they had the triangle match with Sting, Vader, and um, Guardian Angel. Big Boss Man. <laughs> Gene Okerlund. A blockbuster announcement. All right, so. All right. As far as uh, 
that's a that was a fun match. Yeah, man. Not everything's got to be steamboat and flair, you know. Right. As a matter of fact, I prefer it when it's not. Yeah. You know, honestly, I like that. If given the choice between watching that and watching the Steamboat Flare trilogy, there's a pretty good chance every time I would huh. choose that. Not every time. Every now and then I want to watch the Steamboat Flare type stuff. But, yeah. So, it, we've, we've talked about this before. A little bit of blood would have taken that match, mm-hmm. would have added at least a half a star. Probably. Four star. Mm-hmm. Especially if you get... Arn Anderson, you know, you get uh, Arn Anderson busted up in like the first minute. If you get a little blood from a couple of guys and a lot of blood from one. Like how if <clears throat> Colonel Parker bleeds all over that white mm-hmm. suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a tremendous visual. Yeah. Um, I like that. Dustin and Arn were the only two dressed in wrestling gear. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I guess the Nasty Boys were. But, like, everybody else is in jeans and, like, a like a bunkhouse brawl. That's pretty much what everybody, that's what bunkhouse buck wore all the time. And in real life. Yeah. That literally is what he wears. Evidently. There's a wrestler who, uh, I don't want to mention his name, but uh, he... I'm pretty sure he wrestles in weird gear. Uh-huh. It's like he, he wrestles in long pants and a long sleeve shirt and almost like a, it's like a backpack. But he shows up to the building in that outfit, wrestles, and then, and then leaves. And, and I don't ever see him change clothes. But I've only seen, I've only been on shows with him, uh, a couple of times, um, there used to be this guy <clears throat> back in the in the in the nineties, and I'll say his name because I don't think he'd care. Uh, yeah, he was a he like he was an Undertaker fan. He loved yeah. the, he loved the Undertaker, and uh, he um, his working name was the Corpse, and he had not very good gear. Yeah. Um, it seems like he had whatever kind of boot he wore. It was a boot that had been wrapped in black electrical tape. That's oh what I want to say. Yeah. But he would like tease his hair up and he had the, like the pale. Fa- he looked like, um, Robert Smith from the cure. Yeah. But like a fat version of that. Uh-huh. Um, but he had the black hair teased out and he used to, he rode to the show. He'd get out and go to the convenience store, and he'd be in the full get up with the little the 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 old right Goodwill trench coat, you know. Oh my god! And I mean, he showed up there. He was dressed like that, and he left dressed like that. Every show I ever saw him. Do you remember that show we went to in Royston? And when the show was over, we went by yeah. the convenience store, and then walked Strychnine yeah. without a shirt in his wrestling yeah, gear. Yeah, wrestling gear, and we're like. What in the world? Mm-hmm. George is another planet when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, when it comes to everything, really, it's another, it's another planet. Yeah, yeah, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways. So, and th- now after this, Dusty kind of was off. Mm-hmm. 
being he, a corporate cowboy. If, if you, you will. will. Um, but these, <laughs> By the way, uh-huh. if you're not following No Context Dusty Rhodes. Oh, I have on, no. On Instagram. That's some good stuff. There was a <laughs> clip of the Midnight Rider, and it said, Hey, Dusty, who's the greatest faction in wrestling history? And he goes, Hon Anderson, Tully Blanchett, J.J. Dillon, Rick Flair, a four horsemen. And that's it. And then they cut the clip. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's the, it's the, it's, I think it's the same guy that does the no context, uh, Rick Flair. Rick Flair. Which is like, as you know, I've driven you and my wife both crazy with the <laughs> no context Rick Flair stuff on Instagram. Uh where I, like, I'll just randomly find stuff and send it to you, and I'll find them and send them to her. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Are you following him now? I did. I followed him. Yes. Yes. Hey, speaking of following, where can people follow you on social media? They can find me at Ann Stuff Mark on Instagram and at the DDK Show on Twitter. Hey, I got one thing. You give me this book. Uh, it's called the preacher. Joke book. <laughs> Religious anecdotes. I'm not giving you that book. No, I'm gi- I get it. Yeah, but yeah. you wanted me. You were like, "Hey, I want you to read one of these preacher jokes." Yeah. And it's illustrated by a guy named Wendell, so mm-hmm. that'll give you an idea of the the preacher joke book. Religious anecdotes from the oral tradition. I'm gonna try to find um. The year this was published. There's Adam and Eve at the very front. Uh, let's see. First edition we got here. Copyright 1989. Oh, my. So this is cutting edge comedy right here. That's right. You said, hey, from now on, I'd like for you to start making <laughs> a joke out of this book and reading it. Yeah. Every uh, Every episode. Right. Have you found one? (coughs) Are you going to do it in the Colonel Parker voice? Well, I don't know if I can. (laughs) (laughs) Three men were talking. Three of my neighbors. They were discussing the proper position and attitude for prayer. One said, you should be on your knees with your head bowed in reverence to the Almighty. The second man spoke up and said, but remember that you were created in God's image. The position in which to pray is to stand up looking into the heavens, into the face of God, and talk to him as a child would speak to his father. The third man spoke up and said, well, I don't know anything about those two positions, but the finest praying I ever, ever did was the time I was upside down in a well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I hit the wrong one, but boy, if I hadn't, that would have killed. Uh, the finest praying I ever did was upside down in a well. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that logic. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you're on social media? Yeah, I told everybody where. Oh, sorry. I'm uh, Heath Mulligan. You can also follow the Double Dropkick Show on Instagram. And you need to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, what are we even doing here? Like, why would you be this far along? (laughs) Yeah. Hey. And you are not a subscriber. Speaking of being this far along, 
I don't want it. I mean, it's already snuck up on us. We're getting close to like episode 300. Really? Yeah. We already celebrated seven years. We, uh, let's see here. Let me see. Let me see. 295. So this is episode 296. I don't think we're going to th- hit 300 today. I unless we start so. cranking it out. Yeah. Speaking of cranking it out. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got a, we got a, a benefit show today. Um, so I'm sure we'll go down memory lane. We're getting some really, we're picking up some really cool wrestling memorabilia. That'll be great. I, I intend to buy it. Yeah. So, uh, there we go. So, uh, anything else? Nope. Me neither. So, for the Double Drop Kick Show, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.